0: Two Recruiters, One Mic, a podcast brought to you by Talent United, where we talk about business, people, and the business of people. That's Dion Ha, and that is Gary Banks. This is the radio. Welcome back to another episode of Two Recruiters, One Mic, uh, a Talent United podcast with me, Dion, and him, Gary. Hey, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. Good, good. Happy, uh, happy days. Now, look, I, uh, you would have only needed to have been connected with me on LinkedIn for about five minutes right. uh, to realise that I tend to give um, a few groups of people a bit of stick where I think it's needed. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen that. And one of those groups is um, resume writers. Uh, I think they're an incredibly important service for the people who need them, but I think there's a lot of people who... Uh, you know, who maybe sh- just shouldn't be doing it and don't have the background to do it. And so I thought what we would do today is get uh, someone we know who is a very, very good resume writer and comes from a long background in uh, recruitment and talent acquisition. And I think that's probably my problem with a lot of these people is that ha- a lot of them or some of them uh, actually haven't done any recruitment really of any great you know sort of nature or volume or or anything like that so uh I, we have on the uh, on the line a gentleman called Mark Daniel mark you're you're um zooming in with us this morning from where
1: yeah i'm on the i'm on the sunshine coast in australia
0: beautiful absolutely sensational and now as i was just saying i i can tend to give um, resume writers, a bit of stick because uh, I think a lot of them don't necessarily have the background in recruitment to uh, to be doing the job uh, well. Um, but you and I have had many a conversation before, and and I know roughly your background in recruitment, and it is incredibly extensive. But to those uh, three who are tuning in who don't know you, give us the uh, <laughs> give us the Mark Daniel story.
1: Yeah, well, um, myself. And uh, my partner, who is actually my wife, but my business partner also, we were working in recruitment in the UK for separate companies back in the nineties. Now, you know, a lot of your listeners won't even know when the nineties were. um, (laughs) It was uh, it was a little while ago. Um, Gary can't remember, and uh, (laughs) and 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 you know, a a funny thing happened that. the 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 companies that we were working for were they came to the conclusion that we were we were going to leave and establish our own recruitment business in the UK and so on the yep. 14th of um the 14th of February 1994 i think something around that time uh we were simultaneously terminated from our right. employment yeah on the same day so it was a pretty good uh it was a pretty good valentine's day uh, sad, present yeah. for each of us and um so that's what we that's what we did. We did establish uh, a recruitment business, and we went on to have twelve offices across Europe, um, uh, which which was a franchise operation. We franchised the business. We started off on simply on per, what we in the UK what we call permanent recruitment, and then and then went into the temporary market after a while. And in two thousand and eight, um, we decided to uh, migrate to Australia. And we thought that the, probably the best thing to do was to, was to sell the business and establish ourselves over here. I suppose we had this fantastic idea that we might retire and just walk across the beach every day. It didn't quite work out like that. And so we got involved in you know we've we've been involved in bits of recruitment, but mainly kind of HR, career development, resume writing, and um, and we've had some exposure of course to uh, industry in Australia, which I think is important as well when you, you know, you've got to keep your hand in. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and so that's been, that, that's been useful. And now, you know, 14 years later, we're, you know, established in, in Australia and with real life career advice, which is our, our, our main, our main business. We've now uh, serviced people in 63 countries um, globally. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, and some unusual, unusual countries, you know, only yesterday I was talking to one, excuse me, one of my clients in Suriname in uh, in South America. You know, we've, we've got clients in, in, uh, in, in Iceland and Norway. We've, we've done them in, in, you know, as I said, 63 countries and and it's, you know, and, and it's really interesting talking to people in different time zones You know and different industries and probably the majority of our work is within what we call the high-vis sector yeah um so you know and i think that's just natural that's just the way it's evolved you know in australia it's mining and resources in africa it tends to be mining and resources also in the middle east obviously more oil focused and and and, you know gas focused and the same in canada and 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 you know in south america is, is a lot of resource uh, industry, But, you know, but after saying that, you know, we've done some significant work with, you know, senior financial positions or, you know, and, and you know, and operator positions, you know, there's yeah, there's yeah. people out there that need help, you know, and mm. we try and we try and help them, whoever they are, you know, so that's, yeah. that's us in a nutshell.
0: Nice. What what a, what an interesting way to spend your days. And and you came over here and you thought you might retire and now you're talking to people mm-hmm. all o- literally all over the world. You must spend mm-hmm. half your nights on the phone trying to talk to yeah. these people in, in their time yeah. zones.
1: We do very uh, very early starts. And you know the, the strangest thing is that the UK is probably the most difficult. Yeah. yeah it's right. that okay. it's that awkward time zone, yeah. Um you know with the 8 or 10 hour difference to the to to, to Brisbane. And, you know, it's just it's just it's either at the beginning or the end of the day where, you know, I was telling you about my client in, in Suriname. I can talk to him at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it, it it lines in well. So it, but it but it is interesting. You can probably see that the world map behind me and I've got pins in there that, of every country that, you know, that we've dealt with. And, you know, and, and that's what makes it interesting, really, that every country's got a story. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, that's you know, fantastic. and it's nice to get messages from people, you know, at Christmas from from Iceland or from Norway or from Suriname or from Argentina or wherever the the, the the messages are from. And it's just and it's I suppose it's nice to support people. And I think that's the other thing that leads on to the resumes, of course, is that, you know, all of those resumes as well are written in English. Yeah. yeah. And and, you know, the English is the the the, the language of the resume. Yeah. And, you know, and the types of businesses and the types of people we're dealing with, you know, even though English may not be their first language, you know, the the, the resumes are often required in English. Yeah.
0: So we um we obviously see uh, we see a lot of resumes, but we don't really write a lot of resumes. We from mm-hmm. time to time, we might give people some. Uh, some advice on how they can sort of tidy these up, or make these come across clearer or more effective, or, or whatever. But certainly, mm. we're not doing it anywhere near the level that you're doing it. So we thought what might be useful for some of our listeners would be to fire a few questions, or maybe even a few myths around resumes and resume writing, mm. at you, and get your expert opinion on yeah uh, on them if that's okay.
2: Yeah, and look, Mark, you mentioned uh, you know that there's a language. You know, English is the language, but there's a lot of uh, people out there that I guess they think, well, yeah, you know, AI is the is the language, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, when I'm writing a resume, I've got to sort of look at at you know, keywords and and those sort of things in there. What's mm-hmm. your thinking around yeah you know, that that? So that that line of attack is uh, in just sort of basing it purely around the keywords that need to get picked up by some sort of automated applicant tracking system.
1: Okay, well let's let's start off with applicant tracking systems. I, th- I, th- I think there's a lot of you know uh, smoke and mirrors around applicant tracking software, and the reality is, and you probably use it in your business, that you yep. know an applicant tracking system is capturing the information and the most important thing for it to do is to put the contact details in the right place you know be be able, so 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 you as a recruiter can have that have that resume electronically stored with that person's details and they've got their own individual file right now yeah. you know most recruiters most companies do not have a system that they say they're looking for the word um uh you know i don't know uh, uh purchaser they're not they're looking yeah. for the word purchaser six times and if it's there six times or more we're going to score it higher yeah yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I think if, if that's the case then you're never going to be able to uh beat beat a system if it is a system so what you've got to do is you've got to do the best you can within your resume and you you do that by one telling the truth yeah wherever possible. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. and secondly, you know, talking about what you actually do and then you, and but there are little tricks that you, that you can perform in that, in the, in those keywords. So for example, you know, if I, if I'm looking for, uh, if I, if I, if I'm, if I'm applying for a position that is a, a civil engineer and I call my, and my role title is engineer, perhaps I should change my role title to civil engineer. Yeah. Because then what I am doing is aligning myself to the person that's reading the resume. I'm not, I'm putting them in a position where they don't have to think, Oh, they can see I'm a civil engineer. They're looking for a civil engineer. Therefore I might have a chance. If I put the word engineer, do they have to then search to see if I am a civil engineer or am I a mechanical engineer or am I an electrical engineer? Software so, engineer, yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So there are things you can do to align yourself to the role. So when it comes to keywords, look at the look at the job description, look at the advert. How are you going to align yourself with that role? How are you gonna make that recruiter either in-house or or an external recruiter? That you know, that that talent acquisition person how are you going to how are you going to ensure that they think that you're relevant to the position you're applying for and i think that's where we should be looking rather than trying to guess what keywords and make sure that our resume is inundated with those keywords every opportunity because we just don't know that those keywords
0: are the right keywords yeah i think i think that's part of the reason why why and it, it Gets under my skin so much when I read it on LinkedIn is we've got all these candidates who are they're anxious and they're nervous they don't know what to do and they're trying to tailor these resumes to beat a, a, a software system that is just simply not operating the way they're being told that it is absolutely by people who just want to sell them a service. Mm. Yeah, mm. and it's around it's it's around
2: like smacking that person who is reading the yeah. CV. Between the eyes and mm-hmm. saying, this, yeah. "This is what you are," so you can uh, work, work yeah. on that. And um, and and it's
1: you know it's with when it when when it comes to the the, the ATS system that you know the simple directions that I give is you know don't do underlining, try not to do tables because you know a, a lot of systems when they're populating that that behind the scenes database is that's the areas they'll have problems with reading the information. Right. So make yeah. it simple yeah
0: right okay
2: right you you mentioned that you say before you you if you're applying for a role like this you know make sure it's got this what's your thoughts then around the you know should you have an individual cv for pretty much every role that you apply for or should it be a master cv that one size fits all sort of thing what's your your thinking around that
1: Uh, that's, that's, that's a good question gary and and I basically say, yeah, you know, I, can, I can see Gary kind of cheering himself. <laughs> see, you know, it's, it's, it's only and... taken
2: 30 episodes. i finally got a good question. <laughs> so, <you know.
1: laughs> Look, I think what you definitely need is what I call a foundational resume, right? Which, which is your resume. That is your, let's call okay, your master resume. And yep. the master resume is the resume that when somebody contacts you and says, hey, can you get your resume over to me quickly? Yeah. At least you've got something comprehensive that you can press the button and send straight away however if if you are applying for a specific job i say to people and i say this on a daily basis is if you don't do something to change your resume to change elements of that resume whether it's to change words in the profile is to change the engineer to civil engineer it's those sorts of things It's to to put the different, you know, organize your duties in a different way so the duties that they're looking for are highlighted more in your resume. If you you can't make some changes, there's something wrong. You should be editing that master document. So every application that you make should be specific to that.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. yeah so so 100%. if you are you, not changing it <clears throat> excuse me if you're not changing your resume to fit that specific application then you're lowering your chances of your application I, actually standing out I, yeah, I i just i
1: you know the, the words i use is you, you you you're not possibly presenting the best you right you know, okay you have to present the best you and, okay. and 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 i say to clients if you're not spending 20 minutes now that might be looking at and i know cover letters is another issue but you know if if it's, if a cover letter is requested guess what you're going to send a cover letter but within your cover letter within your resume if you're not spending at least 20 30 minutes on that application then you're not doing yourself justice i, I spoke remember to somebody so... i spoke to I him about it. 2 years ago and he said to me, I said to me so when do you apply for positions he said oh he said i apply when i'm in the car at the supermarket when my wife's doing the shopping this is a true story right yeah. and i said and i said and i said what do you, what do you do he says i go on to seek and you know your listeners will know who seek is and if if they're overseas seek is the the largest i suppose job portal and um and uh, he said i go to seek and i submit resume and attach cover letter i said what yeah. he, he said yep yeah. My resume, my cover letter. Click, click. That's what I do. And I said, <laughs> I said really? That's what you do? So you don't make any edits or any changes? He says, no. he said, no. I said, well, how many positions have you applied for you? He said, oh, I must have applied for at least 200. Wow. And I said, and you're still applying? He said, yep. And thereby hangs the tail, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, you know? I had a very similar conversation with a candidate uh, a few years ago. And she said to me, same thing. I said, where do you, like, how are you applying? How much work are you doing for your individual applications? And she said exactly the same same thing. She said, I apply on the bus. And she said, I reckon (laughs) if you're spending longer than 20 seconds on a job application, you're wasting time. And I said, if you're spending 20 seconds on a job application, you're wasting every one of those 20 seconds every single time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. yeah, I I talk to, when I'm talking to someone who maybe is outside of sort of our areas of specialty and just trying to help someone get a job, I tend to say it's probably not the number of jobs you're applying for. That's the problem. It's how you're applying. Yeah, That's the problem. And and like you say, it's that lack of, um, I don't want to say lack of effort because I don't want to imply they're lazy, but maybe they just don't understand, you know, what you're saying that if you're not tailoring your application to fit, be fit for purpose, then it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I and I think, you know, and I think the recruitment industry suffers for that as well. I don't think we're, I think the recruitment industry kind of thinks that, or people think the recruitment industry isn't going to be looking at my resume anyway. Yeah. They're just going to be making a decision. But you've got to remember, I would say in, well, I think I'd probably say in 100% of applications, a human being reads the
0: resume. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, other, yeah, I, I agree. Other than very, very rare instances. But but I think there's also people are getting that rhetoric that, you know, re, you, you're basically a decision's made on your resume in the first seven seconds. So why bother? Yeah. Maybe some of them yeah. think, well, why bother, you mm. know, going to the trouble yeah. of, of doing it, tailoring, tailoring one to every role? But you mentioned before cover letters. And again, hot yeah. top topic <laughs> on uh, on LinkedIn, if you live on there like we do. Should you do them? Should you not? Are they a waste of time? What What do you What do you think? What do you advise people?
1: Okay, I think I I think what the cover. So okay. So first of all, if an application requests a cover letter, then one hundred percent, you include a cover letter. Yep. You follow the rules of the application. Please send me a response to key skills criteria. Please please include a cover letter. Please include an up-to-date resume. Please include two referees. If that's what it says, well, bloody well, do it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. If that's the criteria, apply. Yeah. You know, apply the criteria. Um, should you do a cover letter if a cover letter is not requested? Well, I, what I would say is why not? What, yep. okay. what what some people would say was, yeah, but nobody's going to read it. What I then would say is, well, how do you know that? Yeah. So yeah. if okay. you do have the time and you do, and, and that role is a role that you really want to do your best shot at, then yes, you should be doing a great resume and editing that and and, and focusing that to, your, to the position. But two, why not do a cover letter? Because what a cover letter does, and you know, a cover letter, a company letter, whatever we want to call it, but what a cover letter does do is allows you to further align yourself to the the elements in the role. Yeah, so yeah. so you you could actually say something to the effect of "This is this is who I am." You know, the, the the skills and experience that relate to the role as advertised include. So you could actually then do four or five bullet points that align to those four or five bullet points directly so what yeah. so if then if then your cover letter is read first it could be that your resume doesn't need to be read because yeah. hey look this this person's got what we want look at what they're doing now look at the experience they've got so again if you've got time and if you're going to do a thorough application then why not why yeah. not do a cover letter and it's yeah. very easy to say oh cover letters are dead well they're not you know, it's well, people just, have been it's saying resumes
0: fact. are dead for the last yeah, five, years, right. ten years, and yeah, they're not absolutely. But no, I, I also think I'm, that. I also think that the other benefit of a cover letter is if you, if there is a, a skill or an experience that they've listed that they want, and you don't have it, that's an opportunity for you to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, yeah. you acknowledge that you don't have it, and then here's yeah. how I intend to get around that, or here's how I'll yeah. pick up that that's skill. Right. Rather than if right. you just yeah. leave that yeah. job to your resume, all it can show yeah. is you don't have it.
1: Correct. And yeah. this, the, I, I just don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I used to respond to these things on LinkedIn. You know, and as you know, Dion, I've got, you know, I don't know, near to fifty thousand followers on LinkedIn. So I see these things all the time, and I used to respond to them, but it just gets to the point where there's no point
0: responding
1: yes. yeah all you can do is advise the people who ask the question yeah and yeah. give them the best advice
0: you can
2: I, I reckon amongst uh the people that we know in recruitment and we, we're part of a, a global group so we, we know a lot of owners and recruiters it's probably a 50 50 split as to people if they go for cover letters or, or not personally I, I will always go to the resume first but then, I'll, if someone's attached a cover letter, I'll go back and have a look at that yeah. because the resume tells me what they have done. The cover letter tells me where they might want to go to, um, yeah, and yeah. and and say, that's well, h- hang on there, yeah, you know, I, you've applied for this sort of role. But that's not you, but this is why I want to do that, and it gives you the, mm. you know, the chance mm. to have a look at the the reason. Uh, the,
1: the, the cover letter, in a way, is that preamble to that to that first interview. You're almost kind of you're you're almost delivering the first interview to them. And it gives you a chance to put a bit of a bit of personality into in, into the
2: application as well. So, so we've got a, a, I guess a few questions around. There are the common myths about about uh, resumes or their um, you know the questions that we think you know, people would, would want to know. Um, now, you, you mentioned before about you know highlighting particular areas that you've got experience in and you know, changing your uh mm-hmm. your, your resume you know one one thing that you hear is that you know they have these statistics come out all the time that 95 percent of all you know cvs are fabricated or they contain a lie or that sort of thing mm-hmm. what what's your thinking around that sort of thing it, it, do you believe that that is the case or is it more of a it's not necessarily a lie it's just that you're highlighting something in, in favor of something else yeah,
1: it, it is a difficult one, isn't it? Is it, is what, what is a lie? What is an exaggeration? You know, where are we painting a better picture? You know, th- those sorts of things. So I think there's two ways to do that. So I think that we have duties. Yeah. So 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 a resume should have duties, and then a, a resume should also have achievements. And it's the achievements that where where I suppose the lie element is 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 often used. Yeah. So. But again, it's it's a necessity. So what we need to think about is, like, let's make it realistic and let's make it relevant and let's back it up. So rather than, say, you know, uh, delivered 8,000 new customers, what you can say is you did X, which – which so, so the, the formula that I use is what did you see, what did you do, and what was the result of what you did? Yeah, so you, you saw yeah. something. So I saw an opportunity to do something. What did you do? i implemented x y and z what was the result the result was a 25% increase in sales or uh, uh, you know uh, 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 an increase of sales by $20,000 or whatever right so as long if you follow that formula then it becomes more believable yeah but at the end yep. of the day at the end of the day we have to promote ourselves as well within the resume to become you know to get to that to get to that interview
0: yeah, I always like seeing, excuse me, I always like seeing, uh, you know, quantifiable mm. statistics where possible. And and I know certain jobs uh, in certain sectors, you, you, you don't want to, well, you can understand why people don't want to sort of air the company's, you know, laundry, good or bad. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, increase turnover from this to this, that might be a, a commercially sensitive piece of information. But I think if you yeah. can, if you can quantify what you, what you achieve, then. To me, it just packs a lot more punch than saying, you know, I reduce costs. Well, I reduce costs of raw materials by thirteen and a half percent over two years. Yeah, that's a hell of a yeah. lot more powerful than I help reduce yeah. costs. You know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also by putting some detail in it, it gives the interviewer something to ask a question about. So you d- you did this. Tell me about it. Yeah, that's when you can look the person in the eye and determine whether they're telling the truth or challenge them on it, et cetera.
2: Yeah. I guess you, the the underlying uh, thing of this all is that, you, you know, you do need to be able it has to be the truth. You know, it's, you've got to be able, if push came to shove and they go, listen, we're going to employ you if you can do this, but I want to see that you've done that. Mm. You go, here mm. you go. Here's, look, look at my, you know, commu- commission calculation, which is based on the revenue that I bought in. Away yeah. you go, and that you know, end of story. Yeah, absolutely, that, that's yeah. what that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, and
1: if you've got, and if you've got, and I know, you know, and I know, references are a, an, another uh, a, a subject which is, uh, you know, always questioned. But then, if you've got the ref, the right referees, then they're going to back you up in that as well.
0: Yeah. Hey, Mark, it's um, it's become pretty clear that we have more questions around resumes and applications than. Uh, than we initially thought we had. Are you mm. a, a, are you happy to uh, stick around if we were to um, if we were to sort of put a line in this for this uh, this episode? Now, Are you happy to stick around and roll on into a, a second one for us? Yeah, of course I so. am. Awesome. All right. Well, look, uh, we will carry on with uh, Mark Daniel in our the second episode of what is now a two part <laughs> series on resumes and what they are and how to do them. Uh, we'll get this up online ASAP and uh, we'll come back to you and talk to you very soon thanks for listening please rate, review and subscribe so we can reach more people and don't forget if you want to submit a question for our Talent Bite section you can do so on our website two recruiters one miccom see you next time